0: Coming up on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show. This week in Jeep, FCA is taking over. They're getting some new property from an old familiar site. And Jeep is announcing a new ultra compact SUV. We'll have all the little details. In regular Talk, Bill teaches us how to find out if your Jeep has the correct caster angle after your lift. John returns to continue our talk on the various types of trail communications available to us and what it takes to run them. Nikki G talks about the show and pant wetting. (laughs) Tammy introduces Jeep Live and talks about what's in store moving forward. Mitch is here with Jeep Weather, and we're going to dress that grill on your Wrangler. There's so much more in store on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show.
1: You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the
0: Jeep Talk Show. With T-Mama.
1: Are you sure?
2: Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Jeep Talk Show. Celebrating our ninth anniversary. Thank you for being with us along the way. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never driven anything but Jeeps, this show is for you. Josh, Tammy, and myself are here to inform you and entertain you while we talk about Jeeps. Santa Claus. (laughs) Maybe next week. It's getting close, though. Oh, wow. Hey, my name is Tony, and yes, this is my real voice. Well. (laughs) Hey, I'm Josh, and uh, seriously, Tony, our website cookie use disclosure states,
0: in part, and I quote, if you continue to use this site, we will assume that you are happy with it, and red is your
2: favorite Jeep color. <laughs> You're I killing know. me, Smalls. Killing I can't, I can't believe you. It took you this long to find out the cookie statement on our website. That, what is it? You don't I mean, like going to our been website?
0: There for months, I'm sure
2: it has. <laughs> I never scroll to the bottom. Yeah.
3: <laughs> hey, my name is Tammy, aka Jeep Mama, and you know I'm kind of a big deal. Or at least in my own mind.
2: Well, that's what the pills are for, Tammy. I know. (laughs) Local Jeep news, national Jeep news,
0: and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. This Week in Jeep is no longer sponsored by Amazon.com because they are ass clowns. (laughs) FCA's plant expansion demolishes an old historic power plant. DTE Energy, a name I had not heard of until this week, actually, plans to blast down the remains of its Corners Creek power plant Friday morning. And that is tomorrow as we record this. Ordinarily, I'd reserve uh, talk about blowing up a building for another platform because (laughs) I like exploding things. It's great fun. But in this case, it's actually Jeep related. The Corners Creek power plant first came online in 1915 and in its heyday employed more than 350 people and generated enough energy to power nearly a half a million homes. The plant initially burned coal for fuel, but later switched to natural gas. The DTE ceased using the plant to generate power in 1988. And there it has sat, shut down and abandoned ever since. Inner Jeep's ever-growing manufacturing needs to accomplish its goal of global domination. Now, don't paint Jeep as a bully here. Earlier this year, DTE agreed to swap out about 40 acres of the plant site for FCA to use as a storage area for new Jeeps produced from the plant that is now under construction several blocks to the north. In return for giving up part of its Corners Creek site, DTE agreed to take surplus city-owned parcels elsewhere for use as power substations and the like. So, see, it's not the hostile takeover land uh, management that one might think. DTE will actually retain at least 10 acres of the plant site bordering the Detroit River, ooh, riverfront property, for its own future use, although no plans have been announced for that parcel. The explosive demolition of the defunct power plant will take place 9 a.m. Friday morning, which perfectly coincides of when this episode is being released. Coincidence? Uh, Who knows, really? The (laughs) 75-acre plant is fenced and secure, so no street closures or nearby evacuations are planned. To ensure public safety, however, air quality will be monitored after the demolition.
3: So is this like a huge explosion, blow-up thing? This is going to be one of those
0: controlled implosion demolitions. They, oh, you know, where they kind of fall the fall, building in right. on itself. They go in with a bunch of demolition crews well ahead of time. They remove as much of the structure, the support structure, as they can, leaving this thing kind of like a stool on three legs almost. You know, you <laughs> take out that last leg, and the whole thing is going to fall in on itself. So that's what this is. You know, controlled, um, you know, shaped demolition charges. You know, all that sort of stuff. It will be a pretty cool uh, sight to see. Any sort of Building demolition where they use explosives is always pretty fun to see, especially in slow motion. Hopefully they record this one. I'm sure that the local news stations out there are going to be uh, having a crew out there or something at least. So we might get some video of this here in the coming weeks.
2: So I didn't hear hear a disclaimer that uh, no, no jeeps were, will be harmed in the uh, demolition of this building. I'm <laughs> no, hoping that's exactly. the case.
0: Even the aerial shots and uh, and some of the the recent news releases are showing the property. I mean, all but vacated of anything but construction equipment. And even then, there's only I think maybe a bulldozer or two um, that were were still there on site at the time of the pictures were taken. As we are recording this, I'm sure it's an absolute abandoned site right now. Nobody's around. They they control once the uh, the actual demolitions are placed. Uh, they control the coming and going of personnel into that site. Uh, extremely well. So uh, because they don't want anybody to sort of haphazardly walking into a site that's about to be detonated.
3: Yeah, I don't, can you imagine? So,
0: yeah,
2: I uh, wonder if anybody ever does try to sneak those into those things. Uh, because you, <sighs> you know, well, one may never know. <laughs> did, yeah, no, like I good. know exactly. have seen
0: them since Tuesday. Well, how about an even smaller Jeep for you? Over the last few years, Jeep has hustled to update and expand its lineup, riding the wave of crossover popularity. But Jeep's not quite done yet. We've heard the rumors that were later confirmed that Jeep is bringing back the Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer nameplates in an all-new full-size three-row platform. Among those rumors, you guys may remember, has been sprinkled murmurs of an all-new subcompact SUV. Well, this week, Jeep European head of brand marketing Marco Pagosi has officially confirmed that Jeep is planning to launch a quote-unquote ultra-compact SUV crossover in 2022. What is this, like a Jeep shoe? Are you uh, like tennis shoes or something that you wear? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Now, what some are dubbing as the mini Jeep will be even smaller than the Jeep Renegade and actually sit below it in the brand's lineup. Unfortunately, this news is coming from the European head of branding and not the United States head of branding. Likely means we may not ever see this little tiny itty bitty Jeep here in the United States. Its direct competition will be vehicles like the Suzuki Jimny, a vehicle that is also not sold here in the United States, but has been around for nearly 50 years, making it stiff competition for this all-new, super-small, itty-bitty Jeep. The new Mini Jeep, whatever it's going to be called, actually has a longer wheelbase than the Jimny. However, it's shorter than the new Nissan Juke that Europeans continue to enjoy quite a bit. Regardless, Pagosi said that the new model would still meet the brand's high standards for off-road capability, so it's likely going to do well for those wanting both a taste of adventure and extreme economy. With the recent moves to join forces with other automakers, FCA's potential for hybrid fleets has gone up exponentially, so it's very likely we'll be seeing an electrified version of this, too. Jeep plans to offer hybrid versions of every vehicle in its lineup by 2022. Recently, Jeep's global president, Christian Mounier, said that the electrification plans FCA has on the table right now should make the automaker, quote, the greenest SUV brand in the world, at least in the coming years. (laughs) Claiming the hybrid models will be the best Jeeps ever in their lineup ever released. Well, we will see about
2: that. Oh, good God. Green. It's just so damned important. I mean, thats I think that's what I think of when I think of an SUV is how Calm green can it be? Calm down there,
0: Greta. <laughs> let's,
3: oh, let's just yeah. simmer down now. To go how bore how dare you? <laughs> so I thought the picture that you have in the show notes here, I thought that was like what you were talking about. Oh, uh, no, that's like just you, comic you, relief right You, right, so, you, you tricked me. <laughs> uh,
0: for, for you listening to this uh, as we speak, uh, the three of us are all in different corners of the United States. We share um, a, a bit of a script that we use for the show for as far as when... Segments are coming up, and what we're going to talk about, and all that sort of stuff. Sometimes I throw in some visual aids for my co hosts and uh, uh, for this story, I've got a, a like a full-grown man in a Barbie Jeep, uh, and it's you know all militarized out and everything right. like that. So it's uh, yeah, it's, you know, just like Jeep's gonna gonna be releasing a Barbie Jeep a little power. Yeah, I was like,
3: world, okay.
2: You know, it's funny. I uh, I kind of poo-poo the uh, smaller Jeep, especially when you say something smaller than the Renegade. Of course, the Renegade just triggers me anyway. But uh, well, I'm
0: sure Cody's got his ears pricked up.
2: <laughs> <though. laughs> but uh, you know, at the same time, the Roxor, uh is is a very interesting Jeep. But maybe yeah. that's because it looks like a Jeep, uh, the the old original Jeep. Of course, they licensed it. You know, back in what was it, forty seven or forty five or something. So, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you kids, you millennials, that's nineteen forty five, not twenty forty five. So <laughs> yeah, so maybe I don't know. Maybe it's all all a mindset because. Uh, I, for a moment there, I thought maybe FCA was coming out with something to battle the rock you know, that it was going to be something really small golf golf cart size. That would be interesting if they actually went, tried to go head to head with uh, Mahindra. Interesting, interesting. With an off-road only
0: vehicle yeah. not allowed to be driven on uni- or on uh, on the roads or paved surfaces, you know that that sort of thing. Meant for farm use only, or or just for the trails, that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, maybe, possibly. I mean, they've got a whole you know fleet division and everything like that. And with the uh, this this trend of electrification, who knows what we're going to see that, in the future?
2: That actually would be a perfect electric vehicle. Uh, they they could do it be, good, be be a real good test bed. Is what I'm trying to say there. Uh, and uh, you you shouldn't need uh, a lot of battery Of course you kind of need the room for the batteries Unfortunately And it's only sold in two colors Pink,
0: red, and green Red <laughs> and red <laughs> If you have a sp- response to any one of our stories Or a news tip about something you think we should be re- Reporting on Be sure to let us know uh, By phone or by email Just head over to com Slash contact and find out how You're listening to a 4x4 Radio
2: network podcast
4: from the top to the tires
2: from the transmission to the tailpipe and from bumper to
1: bumper if you've got a wrangler he's got you covered it's wrangler talk with bill hello jts listener on this week's wrangler talk we are going to continue talking about the steering system although we're going to start involving the suspension of our jeeps too So as we start adding a suspension lift to our Wranglers, we are changing some of the factory angles that are set by Jeep that help our Jeeps drive straight down the road and provide the most comfortable ride when driving. There are two main angles that need to be looked at when we start lifting our Jeep, and they are the caster angle and the pinion angles. First, we're going to talk about the caster angle because this angle has the most to do with the handling of our Wranglers. The caster angle is defined as the angular displacement of the steering axis from the vertical axis of the steering wheel. Meaning the caster is measured from our steering axis to the vertical axis. Our steering axis is an imaginary line drawn through the center of our ball joints on either side of our axle. Caster effects our steering the most because it is the factor that helps our jeeps drive in a straight line down the road and helps the tires return to center after making a turn. There are two types of caster, positive caster and negative caster. Positive caster means that the imaginary line drawn through our ball joints is forward or towards the front of the vehicle in relation to the vertical axis and the opposite for negative caster. When it comes to our Jeeps, they come from the factory and are designed to have negative caster. This ensures our tires will properly return to center and want to continue in a straight line down the road. From the factory, our Wrangler suspension is designed to have between 4 to 8 degrees of negative caster. This is an ideal number to have the Jeep drive properly down the road. Although, you might ask, what happens if I have too much negative caster? Well, if you have too much negative caster, your Jeep will feel like driving a boat down the road. The steering will feel very loose and it will feel like you're kind of floating. However, when you're lifting a Jeep, we tend not to have too much negative caster. When we're lifting the Jeep, the caster will move more towards the positive direction. And when we have too much positive caster, the Jeep's steering will be feel begin to feel very tight also with too much positive caster the steering wheel might need more force to turn the wheels and tires this can actually lead to premature wear and tear on our steering system and on the suspension of our jeeps well i'm guessing your next question bill how do i correct my caster angle Well, now this is why I said in this talk we have to talk more about the suspension too because the correct way to fix our caster angle after lifting our Jeep is to have new control arms installed on our rigs. And the control arm is the link or bars that run from our frame mounts down to our axles. And they are set at specific lengths from the factory to ensure that all angles are correct and our Jeep drives perfectly down the road in a straight line. Now, out on the market, there are many different control arms, and I'm not specifically recommending any control arm or control arm brand. Although, a set of adjustable control arms are really nice, but when I say really nice, I also mean they can be really expensive. So, let's go back to the correct way to correct our caster, and that is to adjust the control arm lengths. And that will create the proper roll in our axle to adjust our caster angles. There are a lot of kits out in the market that actually include the proper length control arms for the specific lift size that you're putting on your Jeep. Although, if your lift kit does not include these longer and shorter control arms, upper and lowers, or vice versa, for your specific lift kit, there are other options out there too. And there are specific brackets called geometry correction brackets, which provide new mounting locations for our factory control arms that provide the correct roll of our axle to provide the correct caster as well. Then there are other options, which is a set of adjustable control arms, which provides an adjustable threaded sleeve that has a lock nut to lock the control arm in the specific length when installing it on our suspension and providing the correct geometry for our Wranglers. And let me tell you, I have a set of adjustable control arms on my Jeep Wrangler, and they're really nice because I could use that adjustableness to move my axle forward or backwards, depending on how I needed to adjust my suspension. Now in direct correlation with the caster angle, the pinion angle will change with the increase of lift too. Now, for pinion angle, it depends on what type of drive shaft you have installed on your Jeep, and there may be a possibility that you might need to change to a different type of drive shaft to ensure proper function of all the drive shaft components. And each drive shaft calls for a specific pinion angle for the proper function of the U joints within the drive shaft, and not cause any driveline v- vibrations. However, when it comes to pinion angle, the pinion angle coming out of the back of the axle is not adjustable like the caster angle because the pinion is fixed inside the axle housing. So in setting your pinion angle, my recommendation is to do the research on your specific drive shaft and try to find the happy medium between the pinion angle and the caster angle to eliminate all driveline vibrations and to find the proper handling of your Jeep or what you like the most. Also, remember... Our friends over at Tom Woods Drive Shafts, which know everything there is to know about drive shafts and what drive shaft is right for your application. And also to find that correct pinion angle that you're looking for. Maybe the drive shaft that you have on your Jeep doesn't fit the pinion angle that you are getting or can achieve with your current setup. So this concludes this week's Wrangler Talk. And remember... If you have any comments or questions or just want to say hi, head over to our website at jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and send us an email or leave us a voice message. And thank you for listening to this week's talk and talk to you next week on the Wrangler Talk.
2: And now it's time for some Radio contact.
5: This is John, and last time on Radio Comtech, I mentioned the available communication options. Today, I'm going to talk specifically about CB radio. CB radios operate around 27 MHz, and is still the most popular form of communication among off-roaders. CB does not require a license, though technically it is referred to as license by rule, which means as long as you are following the rules, you are considered to be licensed. CB radios come in four types, handheld, on-the-mic mobile, compact mobile, and large trucker mobiles. They're all AM or amplitude modulation and put out no more than 4 watts. However, some of the larger CBs also have SSB or single sideband and can put out up to 12 watts, but SSB isn't typically used for trailer convoy comms. The radio you choose likely depends on how much room you have and the available mounting options. Some of the most common mounting options for the compact and large CBs is between the visors, on the passenger side of the console, and under the dash. The -the all-in-the-mic radios are generally easy to mount due to their small footprint, making them quite popular. Handheld CBs are generally not recommended for mobile use unless you're using an external antenna. The optimal CB antenna is 108 inches tall, but is often too tall for most people that daily drive the rig. You can get CB antennas in various lengths down to about 2 feet, but the shorter they are, the more of a compromise they are. Mounting locations can also compromise performance. The best option is on the roof, but with Wranglers this isn't an option, so you must compromise again and decide where you want to mount the antenna. The most common mounting location is on the tailgate or spare tire carrier, though this is typically the worst of the options due to the lack of ground plane. The front fender or taillight mount is generally more preferred. Coax. If you have a properly mounted ground plane style antenna, then the length of coax you need is whatever it takes to get from the radio to the antenna. A coax length requirement only comes into play with a no ground plane NGP antenna or phased dual antennas. Due to the short run of coax needed in a mobile install, RG58 or RG8X coax is fine, but you'll want to look for a coax with at least 95% or better shield. Pros and cons. Pros, still popular, relatively inexpensive, and no license. Cons, they are AM, which makes them susceptible to environmental RFI or radio frequency interference. Long antennas or short antennas that are a compromise. And you have to tune the antenna and check and set the SWR, the standing wave ratio. So just because CB is the most popular, doesn't necessarily make it the best option. Stay tuned to future Radio Context segments for more information on the other communication options. Now, as a bonus, RadioDity has graciously offered up a very compact CB radio, mobile speaker, and CB antenna for us to give away. Check out RadioDity at R-A-D-I-O-D-D-I-T-Y. .com. This is John for Radio Com
2: Tech. Hey John, thanks a lot for that great information and uh especially for the giveaway. And now we got to do the giveaway. You know, normally I'd get Tammy to to pick a number between one and ten, but but Josh, you get over overlooked all the time. So uh why don't you uh pick us a number between one and ten?
0: Always getting picked, not not picked, you know, always always the uh the duck Never You're the, the
3: last in the, <laughs> <laughs> the baseball I to go picking. with number six. Oh, I would have said 12.
2: <laughs> <laughs> again, you <laughs>
0: again, that's what the pills are for. <laughs> All
2: right, guys, you know how it works. You have to be that caller number six. So you're going to call into our, uh, our voicemail line. Just go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Get that number. Call into our voicemail. And, of course, you know there has to be a phrase that pays. And let's go to Josh again. What's that phrase that pays, Josh? The phrase that pays is, Radiodity makes me radioactive. It's an old ham joke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you see a ham bumper sticker, I'm radioactive. Yeah, sure you are, yeah, man, Sid. sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> so you call the number six uh, to uh, the Jeep Talk Show uh, voicemail line, and you have to say, Radiodity makes me radioactive. And of course, you know all the rules, but we'll remind you. You must be 18 years of age or older. Your mailing address must be in the continental
0: United States. You may only call in once per giveaway. Any required word or phrase must be said exactly and completely the first time. Your call must include your caller ID. One chance to win per individual per giveaway. All these rules must be followed unless otherwise stated. Failure to follow these rules will disqualify you from being eligible for the giveaway. We will contact you with a text message
2: at the number you called from. Good luck, Jeeper. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Hey, coming up in Tech Talk, making a functional modification to a grill of your Jeep perfect for fall. Oh my god, I hope this isn't angry eyes, Josh. No. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, everybody sing along. Jeep life. Jeep life. Jeep Jeep life. life. <laughs> yeah, Jeep life. It's, Haven't made no, an intro for G-Mama for Jeep
3: life yet.
2: G-Mama, also known as Tammy,
3: go take it away. <laughs> Actually, I think we should like wait until the next decade to start the Jeep life. Um Open, which would be what you have three weeks, Josh. Yeah, I
0: was gonna say you have like three
3: episodes. <laughs> more, <you laughs> right, know. right. I'll have something um, for then. So, let's begin the Jeep life. That's um, Tony and Josh fired me from Wrangler Talk, um, and no, actually <gasps> they did. We um, we had been discussing this for a while, and you know I'm more encompassing of just the Jeep life more than you know, techie Wrangler stuff. So that's why we decided to talk about the Jeep Life. And this is my new segment, Jeep Life. And I'm just going to try to define what I'm going to share with you. And it's it's kind of hard to do because it's so over-encompassing. And um, But what we're going to try to do is talk about all the things related to being a Jeeper, from, you know, modifications to tech to adventures to... You Know the different types of Jeep life, the mall crawling, the rock crawling, the you know, overlanding. There's just you, you know, the Jeep has so many different facets to it. Um, so we're going to be celebrating the Jeep life in this next decade of 2020, 2020. I was going to say 2020, 2020. um, <laughs> and I hope that you will share your Jeep life with me, and what I've started on my blog, and I want to kind of tie that in with this, you know, share your Jeep story with me, and I'm going to share it on my blog and I would love to share your Jeep story here on the Jeep talk show because we all have so many different jeep stories, and what kind of prompted this whole thing of sharing your Jeep story was when Neil and I were on our trip, we were driving through rural um Virginia and we saw this one of the old pickups just sitting there on this guy's property and we're like oh my god look at this and we're taking pictures and the guy just happened to come by and talk and he just started sharing his memories of his jeep and it was just so fascinating and his memories of his jeep were totally different than what we have of our jeeps nowadays so I just think it would be so cool if you have, you know, your Jeep story to share with us. You can call it in. You can shoot me an email. um, You can write it up and I'll share it on my blog as well. So, you know, this whole um, segment is about celebrating the Jeep life and sharing it with each other. And just to let people know there's more than just, you know, rock crawling or more than just going out on the trails. It's just, there's just so much more more to it. And, you know, as you know, some of you may not know, but I got started in 2013 and my Jeep just totally changed my life from the moment I drove it off that lot. And this next decade is going to be a whole new adventure. And you guys really need to stay tuned because, once again my life is taking a whole new direction so um stay tuned i will be sharing that um in a a couple of episodes i still have a lot of things to work through so um share your jeep life with us because i'm going to be sharing mine with you and we're going to celebrate during this next decade
2: Well, Tammy, I think uh, everybody's life uh, changes from time to time, and uh, it's like the the only constant is change, I think somebody once said, but Mm -hmm. uh, at least you have uh, something that you're uh, just really interested and focused in, uh, which is your Jeep and the Jeep life, and uh, I I think that's going to be a good anchor for you.
3: Yeah. Oh, my, yes. It's, you know, I never really knew what my passion was or what I I never really had my hobby and you know, getting the Jeep has, like, I found my passion. And it's not just in the Jeep, it's in my YouTube and my blog. And it's, like, sharing and inspiring. And it's so awesome to hear from listeners and YouTube followers and how me sharing my story has inspired them um, to mod their Jeep. You know, the the girl in, the lady in uh, Mississippi she said, it, gosh, if Jeep Mama can do it, I can do it. Exactly. So she started modding her own Jeep. And I think the more we all share, the more we all become stronger people.
2: Well, I mean, you have to you have to be really happy. I know that uh, uh, we here at the Jeep Talk Show are, are just excited that people take the time to, to listen to us. You have to be just so happy that you've heard from so many people. Yeah. Because it, it quite easily could have been gone the other way. I mean, you know, you could have got really interested in meth, and everybody uh, hates you and doesn't want to be around you, and <laughs>
5: yeah.
2: doesn't want exactly. to doesn't want to give you any money yeah. anymore, and don't want to leave you right. alone with any uh, any of the copper in the yard. So, right, uh, it, 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 the, uh, that's why I say the Jeep thing is really going to be, I think, is going to be your anchor. And uh, I bet you in, uh, uh, and I want I don't want to depress you, but I bet you in, in two to three years you'll look back and go, oh my god, that that life was horrible. I am so happy where I am now. And all I had
3: to do was go through it. It all makes us stronger. So how does my Jeep life compare with yours? Like I said, I would love to hear your story. So contact me, share your story, and I will share it if you don't want to share it. So all you have to do is go to jeeptalkshow.com contact to find out how you guys can contact me. Are you going topless this weekend? Find out where you can in Jeep weather with Mitch
0: a little bit. You got tech questions? What ah,
4: do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. I get, I,
0: it's tech talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo! You know, at the end of that blast promo, I kind of wanted to throw in uh, some uh, some uh, a little bit of comedic relief and saying, you know, the Jeep Talk Show, it's just you know, subscribing, it's just like herpes, it's the <laughs> gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> and it's itchy. <laughs> Yeah, just without all the oozing and scabbing and stuff. Ah, good times. (laughs) All right, jumping right into Tech Talk. (laughs) I know we're more or less past fall and nearly fully blown into winter, so this tip's main purpose may be a little bit late in that regard. But I'm about to teach you how to keep leaves from piling up in one specific area of your Jeep Wrangler. Just about anywhere in the U.S. that isn't complete desert, you're going to find trees that turn pretty colors in the fall and dump their foliage all over the place. And for wrangler owners, that sometimes means right in the area between the radiator and the grill one of the easiest materials to work with it's cheap it looks great it doesn't fade and did i mention it's super cheap and affordable it's also readily available at any home depot lowe's or ace hardware for well under 10 bucks what i'm talking about here is the black mesh like gutter guards that come in a 20 foot roll sometimes they go on sale for even under five dollars and that's enough to do two or three jeeps worth of grills Now, look, I know it sounds a little bit ghetto, and I know this is seriously borderlining on some redneck engineering (laughs) in some circles. But to be honest, the plastic gutter guards are actually a great choice for this project because they are already black, meaning you won't have to paint them. And they pretty much match whatever theme you have going on. They're flexible, easy to work with, and the thought is that if they were to get hit by a small rock or two, they're not going to get all that dinged up. They're durable, they won't fade, UV resistant, all that good sort of stuff. And even if they do get you know a little bit worn out or broken or something like that, so what? It couldn't be cheaper to replace. This will work on virtually any Wrangler, so feel free to adapt this to your specific rig. Obviously, the first step is going to be procuring the supplies. You're going to need the roll of a flexible mesh-like gutter guard, a bag of zip tie clips, and of course, some small zip ties. That's pretty much about it. Next, you're going to remove your grill, which if you haven't ever done is actually pretty easy. Generally, there's just a few clips that get popped up with a flathead screwdriver or a panel removal tool. Sometimes there is a central plastic pin that needs to be removed before the clip can actually be pulled out of its hole. After the grill is removed, you're going to want to clean things up really well. Wipe down the backside of the grill with a clean rag. I'd actually go so far as to use some hot soapy water. It's gonna work really good at first, but then to switch to a little bit of degreaser and make sure things are super dry when you're done. Compressed air works well for this or just some time and patience. You want the backside of your grill to be squeaky clean. This is to make sure the zip tie clips will stick to the surface on either side of the grill openings. Next, you're gonna cut the guards with scissors. No special shears are needed, just regular old scissors. Cut the guards about one inch bigger than the grill openings all the way around. This will leave you enough material to bend the edges down to fit over the shape of the grill slats. Now you're going to place the zip tie clips. You'll want at least two clips between each slat. Here's a tip. If you can't find the zip tie clips that have the good sticky tape on the back, a small dot of epoxy will also work just fine. Keep in mind the setup and the curing times though, and uh, you know adjust your, your work and project accordingly. And no, before you go and raid the craft's basket, hot glue is not going to work in this instance. There's just too much moisture and temperature changes going on for it to last any length of time. Now, using the zip ties, you tie two guards to each clip. Except for the outer clips, obviously, on each end of the grill, those are just going to have the one. Now you're going to tighten these zip ties up slowly, in stages, and in a cross pattern, much as you would tighten the lugs on your wheel. It's going to help keep the guard centered and matching in orientation, too. That's the important part. You want this all to match as you cinch it all down. You're going to want to trim off the excess zip tie. I don't know about you, but this is a huge pet peeve of mine. I don't like all those extra things all pointing out every which way. After that, well, you're all done. Reinstall the grill with your new improvements and bask in your sense of accomplishment. This whole project should take you less than an hour, depending on how many beers and how much help you get from your buddies. And all in all, it should cost you less than 20 bucks. Well under 20 bucks, in fact. And in the end, you'll have a nice custom touch to the front end of your Jeep that is also quite functional this time of year. Oh, and don't worry. This doesn't affect any grill inserts you may be using, and that can actually work in conjunction with aftermarket grills, too, depending on the design. If you try this out and you like how it turns out, be sure to let us know how it turned out for you by giving us a call, shooting us an email, or by posting a pic on social media.
2: Yeah, don't forget to use uh, hashtag uh, JeepTalkShow on your uh, social media uh, posts, please. So, Josh, I'm probably the only one that's not understanding this. but um, all right. by all means, ask away. At first, I was thinking you were talking about like that screen mesh, you know, if, you, if you're repairing a screen or making a new screen or maybe making a solar screen.
0: Oh, absolutely, not the screen okay. door material. Here. Okay, It's going to be way too thin, flimsy. The openings are going to be super small. It's not, not going to work. So, what is this stuff you're talking about? So, what I'm talking about, I, I know, Tony, uh, out in Texas, you don't have trees and stuff. You don't, you're not familiar with uh, things that fall off, you know, trees and <laughs> gutters babes. and
2: stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, what I'm talking about are actual gutter guards. The gutters for on the side of your house. R- We're going to be going to like a <laughs> Home Depot or a Lowe's here. I know I'm but talking, they, this is where things kind of get ghetto and a little bit weird. But it goes but behind the where, grill. And it goes behind the grill. Correct. And, and, and air can pass through it? Well... Yeah, because the openings are large enough for you to stick your finger through. But, I mean, it, the gutter guard, uh,
2: oh, it goes on top of the gutters. Yeah. So, this, uh, isn't, the, this okay. isn't like I've the gutter guard commercial.
0: you see on TV in the commercials that are like a, a a full plate that goes over your gutter. Yeah. This is mesh we're talking about here. Oh, okay. Look at, if you look at I mean, do a quick Google search for flexible gutter guard mesh, and you're going to see immediately what I'm talking about and be like, oh, that's what he's talking That's how this works. Okay. All right. And everything will fall into place immediately after that.
2: Yeah, because when you you kept saying gutter guards, gutter guards, and I'm going, is he actually doing like a gutter like you would have around the house, but it's now up on top of the grill or something? (laughs) You mentioned (laughs) ghetto, so, you know. Yeah, well, that okay, well, though, good. that good may- I, I know so it, is it, we're
0: talking about some redneck engineering here but we're not <laughs> we're not going full jerry springer so, here I'm so sorry. it is <laughs>
2: it, it is a mesh it's just not as fine a mesh as like the, the door screen and stuff like correct like said. Okay. correct okay. i mean right. i i kind of hate to use this
0: term but think of like chicken wire <laughs> see people I, in
2: tennessee I, what <laughs> what do you say a chicken wire i'm in there now <laughs> i'm interested in this <laughs>
0: Well, do you have anything to add to this? Maybe you have a question for Tech Talk or something that you would like for us to cover. Any sort of topic is open. Just jump over to JeepTalkShow.com slash contact and send us a message. Let us know what you would like for us to be talking about in Tech Talk.
2: You're listening to Jeep Jeep Talk Show, the number one Jeep podcast. At my mom's house.
4: From the mind of Nikki G. This week on the Nikki G Talk Show, Tony talks to some dude or dudette. Tammy teaches us a new cuss word, and Josh, well, Josh is here. And I, let's not forget Bill. It's kind of awkward having him around now that Tammy's back, but hey, he kind of grows on you. <laughs> Will we ever hear from Super Croc? Does anybody know who Super Croc is? All this and more on the Nikki G Talk Show. Hey, this is Nikki G, and this week I decided not to do any bad dad jokes uh, instead I'm going to do a bad mom joke <laughs> what did the baby corn say to the mama corn where's popcorn <sighs> 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 if you're under 8 you're rolling on the floor laughing and wetting your pants or if you're over over 65 you're probably rolling on the floor wetting your pants alright boys and girls I'll uh, chat you later you have a good one bye You never hear from Super Croc
2: and Nikki G at the same time. Coincidence? I Mm. think not.
4: You must have needed
2: this every day. I need
5: it. It's the Jeep Talk Show's must have stuff pick of the week for your Jeep.
0: and this week, we've got something for all of you 2018 and newer Jeep owners. This one is the Chero Car JL Gear Console Side Pockets, working for the 2018 through 2020 Jeep Wranglers and all trims of the Jeep Gladiators as well. It extends the storage space in your Jeep. It's well constructed of the highest quality ABS plastic you can get, made of a solid piece of plastic with just the right amount of flexibility to it. It's very easy to stall. It just clips into place with absolutely no drilling whatsoever. And these things are pretty cool. We all know just how little of storage space there is in the Jeeps, unless you just, you know, you're throwing your cell phone up on top of the dash, where you're sacrificing a cup holder. Nobody likes that. These things are an absolute must-have, and for under forty dollars and free shipping, come on, you've got to get some of these for your brand-spanking new Jeep, Chero Car. I take offense at that. <laughs> I know <laughs> There's, there was a uh, a guy in my uh, in my uh, one of my old Jeep clubs that I was a member of back in the day that uh, went by Chero Car. That was his uh, his username, uh, and uh, he was uh, he's not around anymore. I, I think he. Uh, uh, he ended up rolling that Jeep, I think, and uh, he's just one of those guys that uh, uh, was all skinny pedal and, and oh, pretty no. much nothing else, and, and so he just was not a very uh, pleasant person to wheel with.
2: <laughs> Coming through. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I agree with you. This is uh, this is a really good, uh, really good idea. And I just realized it's a pair. I, th- I was thinking it was yeah. one side or the other. You could buy one or the other, but but you it's, no no. The so these, these do come as a pair. So let driver. me let
0: me uh, explain people in in the in the land of radio here what we're looking at here. This actually goes on either side of your center console, and there's one for the left side, one for the right side, and these just sort of clip onto the edge. One sort of goes around the uh, the shift boot for the four wheel drive. And you get a, um, a sort of a long pocket and a small pocket right there. Uh, and then on the passenger side, immediately to the right of the gear shift uh, uh, trim, you get another deep pocket that extends almost that whole length of that trim right there. Enough to, you could probably store a 10-inch tablet in there if you really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but plenty of extra room there. And it molds perfectly to the same lines and everything as the trim and uh, and everything in the jeep already so it looks like it belongs
2: there It's not going to stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, it's really cool. Tammy, what do you think about this uh, this storage solution?
3: Oh, I I love anything storage solution. (laughs) I thought you might. (laughs) I know I'm like I want one of those but Guess it won't work with the, the Wrangler
0: not the uh, not the not uh, your, your uh, generation of Wrangler. 2018 or newer is what we're looking for here. If you've got that, then we're going to go ahead and make it easy for you. Now that you must have a set of these Trail Car JL Gear console side pockets for your very own, just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the link in the show notes for episode 415, and I'll take you right there and get a set for your very self.
3: Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to hear a little bit about some events that are happening in your hometown and around the nation in Wheeling Ware.
2: Speaking of Chero cars, I'll just mention really quick. Um, first off, uh, hello. Thanks for getting the fire started. It's actually kind of kind of chilly around here this time of year. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, I, I, Josh. I know I told you our uh, our AC went out uh, on Thanksgiving uh, Day. Um, it was it was kind of chilly out, so we didn't realize it until. Uh, I was going to say, you know, this time of year, that probably is a
0: huge concern. No, I, but in I Texas, know down in Texas, down south, yeah. you guys, you guys are probably still in the seventies this time of year, aren't well,
2: you? Well, there, there's a joke uh, that uh, uh, winter is uh, in the morning, uh, spring is at around noon, and summertime is around uh, three o'clock in the afternoon in Texas. So, ah, okay. uh, it, 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 you really need the AC all year round. I mean, if you can get three or four days. Where you don't have to use the AC uh, down here in Southeast Texas, that's a big thing. Uh, wow, yeah, it's it's pretty neat. I, and and I, f- I, I sleep under the covers so seldom; it's like a treat when it's cold enough to actually get under the covers. Oh, wow. I know people are hating me. <laughs> I have to sleep with the covers. Yeah. no, oh, I know. <laughs> but anyway, the the AC went out, and uh, it apparently it was just low on uh, refrigerant, which is uh, was Freon in this case. And uh, the, the guy came out like three times. Couldn't find the leak. Couldn't find the leak. So you know how what the, re- what the repair of this was? Replace the whole freaking system. Damn.
0: Yeah. that's not cheap that and no. that takes
2: time it takes labor that there's people crawling in
0: your house yeah. that, that good lord tony yep yeah, yep yeah.
2: so anyway right uh, around the holiday too jeez yeah we uh well and i, I shouldn't say the whole system only two-thirds of it just yeah, the yeah. just the outside unit and the uh, the condenser uh, but uh at least now it's taken care of uh 10-year warranty and uh yeah not cheap. Could have brought a, probably got a, a nice uh, uh, TJ for what I had to pay for that. Goodness gracious. Well, hopefully it
0: will pay for itself over the course of a few years or something like that, and the efficiency that you're going to gain, at least in going with some newer equipment, and, and hopefully, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to run more efficiently than your it's, older uh, system. It's not
2: Freon, so I'll at least not have to pay $80 a pound for the Freon. And, and I, I know I mentioned this, it, because it lost so much Freon, just, just charging it up what it was, was going to cost
0: $800. Yikes. I didn't go full Griswold, but uh, but I've put up even more Christmas lights this year than I, than I ordinarily have, uh, and uh, I, I I think I may have a problem. Tony, as I'm <laughs> I'm likely going to go this weekend well, and get a few more strings. You know, I have a problem with lights. <laughs> <laughs> you can relate. I think you of all people could probably I, I relate. Love, I love <laughs> bright lights. <laughs> Uh, I've almost uh, I've almost completely made the switch to LED. I've only got yeah. uh, a few strings of the C9 incandescents left, um, but I'm keeping those because the C9s those are the larger uh, sh- size bulbs. I know I'm speaking all technical here, like a Christmas light expert or something. Um, it, it's uh, the C9s are the bigger bulbs, and I just love the the amount of light they put off. You can see them from halfway down the block. Uh, you know the planes love them too, the runway lights, all that sort of stuff. So. Uh, no, it's it's, uh, it's good times over here at my house. Corner lot. I've got every, just about every bush all decked out. I've got a very large Japanese maple about um, midpoint in my yard closer to the house. And, uh, and that, of course, is, is bare right now. Uh, but I've, uh, I went uh, so far as to um, to string up, a, uh, I don't know, I probably have 15, 20 strings of lights just on that, like individual strings of lights going out, individual branches. It's a really cool, neat effect. It makes it look all, all you know, neat and uh, and everything. But uh, boy, the labor involved. Let
2: me tell you, Amy. This is why you don't have a Jeep Life promo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i know i watch not you because i did spend about six and a half hours on saturday putting up a lot more lights, which so. is
2: which is about and i don't know if people realize this or not but it, it's that's about a, how long it takes to do a 15 30 second promo it's about oh, six no, and a half seriously, hours seriously it's 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 about
0: a, a good hour per 10 seconds of promo at the very least so yeah it's it's uh it's, it's a lot of production work
2: so i you know i, I don't think i mentioned this um I, no i did i sent you a link on uh on hangouts uh chat we're about the uh the using the led uh outside led uh oh uh, yeah you got like some strips? rgb strips that you can like you know put up underneath the gutters or something and, and make the whole house do some like weird cool animated
0: light dance thing
2: yeah uh well actually this isn't the ones that allow you to, to uh, change each individual led but you can change all the leds uh, on the string to different colors right oh, nice. So uh, I started with a 32-foot uh, uh, run of this stuff and uh, got some adhesive, some construction adhe- adhesive. And, and you know the, uh, what do you call the part that sticks out from your house? The eave, is it? The, yeah. the soffits, yeah. where the soffits are? Right. There's, a, at least on our house, and I think most houses, the, the front board that attaches to that hangs down a little lower. Facing uh, board, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in that space that facing, facing the house, I'm going to put the LED strip, so the lights will be shining uh, under the the eave and onto the house. It, oh yeah, no, you'll get a, a good a good amount of illumination that way. Right, it's going it kind to of give it a
0: glow effect. And, and, and your your house, if I'm not mistaken, Tony, it's a lighter color, isn't it? It's not like a you know dark brown or well, purple or it's, black. Or, it's you know, brick,
2: <laughs> like that, it, right? No, it's brick, but it's, it's all it's all white underneath the the eave, so it should get oh, a, a okay. really good glow effect. But anyway, the point being here is it's not going to be visible. Uh, all year round, so I'm going to glue it up there, and it's going to be there permanently.
0: Oh, thank God! Because there are <laughs> several people that I see on my trip because I, I drive the same set of roads to get out of my neighborhood into the freeway every single day. I've been doing this for 14 years, uh-huh. and and so it's uh, there. There's two houses that. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't know. Lazy. They insist on keeping their Christmas lights up year-round. In the bushes, on the gutters, in the tree, they're up year-round. Now, at least, thankfully, the decorations aren't, but the lights right. are
2: there, and that's just enough to get under my skin. Yeah. Well, this is going to be under the eaves where you can't see them, and, uh, and that means it'll be handy for Halloween, for, you know, doing a purple and the orange. Oh, yeah. You know, and then uh, also, too, I guess you could do uh, – uh, green for Saint Patrick's Day, so I should be able to piss off the uh, the neighbors all year long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> now I, I,
0: I'm I'm going to guess this is going like across the garage, you know, per, per cent, central of the house, you know, per the main run or something like that. Are you gonna Are you gonna test it out before you uh, you know get some more for the for the uh, upstairs eaves or to go all the way around the house or you know what's the no, what's the ultimate plan?
2: Not all the way around, just the just the front. So the uh, initially. It's gonna be uh, the lower level of the house. So we have uh, a, a real high peak over the garage. So mm-hmm. that one's gonna be a little uh, if, if I'm out one week you guys don't hear from me it's because I fell. Uh, got <laughs> but, but I got these I got these, None big, of that. I got these big clamps and this uh, construction uh, it, it, adhesive that I'm gonna uh, put this up and clamp it and let it uh, let it adhere to the, uh, the, the back of that uh, fascia board. And then, uh, so I'm going to go 30 feet, and you can go up to 164 feet off of a single 1,500-watt, um, or no, I'm sorry, 750-watt seven, uh, control unit or power unit. These are 120-volt uh, LEDs, by the way. This isn't oh, 12 wow. volts, so you shouldn't see the, the fade over, over, uh, over distance. So yeah. I upgraded the, the little controller thing because it was a, a IR remote, so you could go out there and press the little button change the colors. So I upgraded uh, for thirty bucks. I bought a, a Bluetooth unit. Oh, hey now! So uh, you can actually—I think I
0: know what you're going to do with that. <laughs> yeah, you can actually control
2: it with the uh, the phone. But I could uh, also look at it. It may be uh, tying it into the uh, the Echo the, uh, uh, the 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 name that should not be mentioned um, and uh, Alexa annoy it, the neighbors <laughs> <laughs> and and actually be able to con- actually be able to control it through uh, through the that device. And uh, so anyway, uh, hopefully this weekend I will get the first thirty feet up and see where how far that takes me. You know, other than getting out there and measuring with a tape uh, tape measure, you don't know how much gonna you're going to need. You about
0: halfway to a restraining order is what
2: it's going <laughs> to do. Cease and desist. The uh, the upper floor is going to be hard to get to because uh, there's another peak right over the uh, the entryway, and uh, that one I can I know I'm not going to be able to get to. Uh, and because it's back away from the, the front oh, of the no, house. Oh no, no, no.
0: I, I know that somewhere in the state of Texas within the sound of our voice is a guy who works as a lineman and he's got one of those trucks with the with the boom <sighs> yes. arm and the bucket on there and he's just going to show up one afternoon, Tony, I got you. Here, let's go ahead and get that bucket up there onto that up on that roof. We'll get y'all hooked up.
2: Oh man, that would be that would be so nice. <laughs> uh, I think what I'm going to be doing is crawling up on top of the house and hanging over and, uh, uh, yeah. and clamping, you know, to get to get to the, the peak of that other peak. But yeah, ultimately, uh, I'd like to have it uh, uh, both both stories and the, the top light uh, run will be on a separate circuit, so I'll be able to have uh, two different colors that oh, individually uh, control
0: them. Yeah, you know, yeah, way cool,
2: man. way cool green. So hopefully, uh, you'll be seeing uh, pictures of that uh, or me from the hospital room uh, in uh, social media really <laughs> right? soon. Thumbs up, totally worth it. <laughs> anyway, uh, we were talking about Christmas lights, and I'm kind of excited about this because this is this isn't your standard Christmas light, and and if oh, it if, if, it's done, stuff, if it's done if it's done right, it will be there for years to come. And I want to, I, it'll just be turn them on. Yeah, it's
3: Christmas time. Let's turn them on. Well, back to yeah. Jeeps, people. No, you can, know, you right? can put this um, on the Jeep, <laughs> I guess. Jeep talk show, people. <laughs> I know. So I, I finally had my tires rotated and oil changed, and I just want to do a quick, quick shout out to. Neville Street Garage and Mark and Ricardo um, for helping me out with that. And I'm going to need a new boot on my drag link. There's a, a little tear in it. A boot? A boot?
2: No, like a boot. the Canadians say.
3: Yeah. Um, and I still have to move my license plate because it's. I'm pretty rednecky with the duct tape holding my license plate to the Jeep. And found out that since I've never used my rock lights before, except for when my kids are playing football, um, when you're out wheeling on the rocks, um, I didn't adjust them right. I didn't know you had to, so I got to do that. <laughs> so, that they're, so they need to be shining out, not down on my hood, because that really doesn't help you out when you're on the rocks. No, not so much.
2: Well, the placement of those is kind of a uh, problematic as far as lighting up the hood in the first place. So.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely.
2: You have them on the A pillar. I, I don't know if you hit that, yeah. people are going, yep. "Where the hell are they at?" You know. So you just have them on the A pillar, lower A pillar, yeah. if I remember right.
0: Now, Correct. Tammy, I'm gonna I'm gonna help you out here a little bit. If your drag link is, doesn't have play in it, if the actual end link itself hasn't been worn out, but the boot just has a small little tear or a chap or a crack in it, or a little bit of separation or something like that, that's not the end of the world. It doesn't nah. mean that the joint is about to fail. It just means that grease can come out, water can get in, and dirt and dust and, and other stuff right. can get in there. Um, you can fix this yourself, uh, temporarily at the very least. You can add a little bit more. You can add a few more miles onto the life of this of this uh, drag link, so long as it not it isn't actually worn. You're going to need to clean it up really, really well. Lots of degreaser, alcohol, uh, brake cleaner, whatever you got to do to clean it up and get the surface literally squeaky clean. What you're going to do is use a little bit of RTV, um, the stuff that you'd use to seal up your differential cover or mm-hmm. the two halves of your transfer case or, you know, something like that. And you can actually smear some RTV over that crack on that boot. It will adhere to that boot and actually remain flexible and keep that seal, uh, the integrity of that seal uh, for at least a little while longer while you save up some pennies to uh, buy a new uh, n- a new end link uh, later on down the road. But that should get you at least another few hundred miles or more out of the life out of that end link. Again, so long as it's not already worn,
2: and and uh, who is that people? Uh, Daystar, Daystar actually sells boots. So for that, so you can actually replace just the the little boot that goes over that. You don't have to replace the entire end link. It's uh, if, if it's time to replace the end link, then definitely do that. You don't want death wobble or anything else uh, mm-hmm. or falling apart on you, which is which is a lot of fun trying to steer when one of those things comes apart. Uh, but uh. Uh, but they do sell just the boots that you can re- replace it. I know I have uh, I have a pair.
0: Would you like to join in on the campfire side chat? We'd sure love to have you. Pull up a chair, crack a beverage, and go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out all the ways you can reach out to us and join in on the fun.
4: Oh, but you just look at this letter. I think this is the perfect day to take the top off. Oh, what the heck is this? Oh, you got to be kidding me.
6: Maybe
5: you should have checked the Jeep weather with Mitch.
6: Hey Jeeper, Mitch here. Today is the 13th of December, 2019, and it's time for your weekend going topless Jeep weather report. One of my favorite shows, Vikings, is back for another season. In that honor, we will visit locations in North America, the Norse explorer Leif Erikson visited, and go topless there. He first landed in a place he called Helluland, meaning flat rock land, which historians think is modern day Echelwit, Baffin Island, Nanavut, Canada. Now, like the Vikings, you'll have to be brave to go topless here. It's cloudy all weekend, with highs of 6 for Friday, 5 for Saturday, and 4 for Sunday. He later landed in a location he called Markland, meaning forest land, which is thought to be modern-day Labrador region of Newfoundland. In St. John's, the largest settlement now, it will be cloudy all weekend, 23 Friday, 34 Saturday, and a chance of rain Sunday at 52 degrees. If You go topless in either of these two locations, at least wear some fur. To honor the viking explorer leif erickson the first commemoration of leif erickson's voyage was a statue of leif by anna whitney erected in boston massachusetts in 1887 so boston home of my favorite brewery samuel adams will be the last place we go topless this weekend lots more rain here with 44 friday 59 saturday and 47 on sunday at least you learned something with this segment because if you take my suggestions you'll probably freeze your testicles off while cruising topless disclaimer Jeep Talk Show is not responsible for loss of body parts or sanity due to your personal topless experience. Experiences may vary. Go topless at your own risk. If you have any qu- suggestions or want to know your local weather in an upcoming episode, go to jeeptalkshow.com contact in order to find all the ways to get a message to me. I'm Mitch. It's always a great weekend to go topless if you're brave enough. Just go topless responsibly.
2: I'd like to see some uh, topless uh, uh, pictures of uh, people that are uh, you know, going around right before Christmas time and their, their Wrangler is all Just topless. you know. half of
0: snow on but, the ground. but you
2: know, if it's cool enough, or you can have enough hot toddy and coffee and jackets and everything, it's a great way to see the Christmas lights, where you cruise around with the uh, with all the, the top and the sides off in oh, your Wrangler yeah. and the whole family gets to have this uh, uh, unfiltered... experience, it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, Hyperthermia, yeah. Remember the time when we had to uh, amputate Uncle Joe's little toe? Wasn't that awesome? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, poor Billy, his left ear fell off last year Now oh, it be Lord. the same Vincent <laughs> <Benson. laughs> Hey, now let's get to some events from around the world And maybe even from your neck of the woods And don't forget to let us know about an event that you are planning Or hey, even that you know about Or are volunteering with, whatever Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact Click and fill out our wheeling wear form And that information comes straight to us Coming up January 1st, 1st of the year 2020, we've got the Blue Mountain Jeep Alliance presenting their big annual first of the new year trail ride at Roush Creek. This is at, of course, the infamous Roush Creek Off-Road Park in Pine Grove, Pennsylvania. Coming up January 16th through the 18th, a weekend-long event. It's the Desert Roads and Trail Society uh, presenting their winter 4x4 Jamboree. This is a cool event and definitely one that if you're in the Hurricane, Utah uh, area, to definitely get involved in. Uh, For more information, more events, links, and all that good stuff, visit the JeepTalkShow.com website for this episode to get all the information you need. That's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeepers. Until next week, be sure to help us take over the world through social media by subscribing, finding, following, liking, and sharing our social media content. You know what? We we basically just want you to be our new stalker. (laughs) And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep Podcast it's just like riding a bike, that no matter how much water has passed under the bridge, no matter how much time has passed, or how many years have gone by, the muscles remember how to do it, even if it feels like the mind has completely forgotten how to do backflips on a pogo.
4: I've been since 2010.